Hey, Pie Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Passive Income Examiner. I'm so excited today to bring you yet another amazing guest. Today, we have Caitlin Pierce, who is a TikTok strategist, and we're going to talk about how TikTok can be a great strategy for your online business. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So start out just by telling us a little bit about you and kind of how you got to this place in life where you're you're a TikTok extraordinaire. (laughs) (laughs) So it is kind of a long story. So I'll give you a little bit of the abbreviated version, but I have three girls. My oldest is nine and my youngest is one. And I come from a background of blogging and photography and lots of creative outlets that lended themselves very nicely to a marketing career. Um, So I did that for quite a few years until my middle daughter uh, was born and I could not bring myself to go back to an office nine to five all the time. Um, And so I think my story is kind of similar to a lot of people in that way. Um, You know, my kids were definitely the reason for taking the uh, risk to go out on my own and it definitely paid off. I mean, there's hard parts, but the rewards are so worth it. So now I have um, an agency. We have a a small team of six of us and we do social media management and strategy and we support influencers. um, And then also we do TikTok and um, Instagram reels, which is very similar. And so that has been a really fun part of our business. Um, but it has been a lot of learning. This is a very, (laughs) this is an industry where it's like, everything's always changing. So, um, it's been, I think that's part of what appealed to me to begin with. Um, cause when I decided to go out on my own, I niched down. So instead of doing all marketing in general, I found that the social media part was really where I was interested and where I saw the need in the market and where I felt like I could you know, build out some services and it, it worked really well. I was able to quit in 90 days. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, really. It was, it was very exciting. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like how, I guess let's talk a little bit about your journey. How did you first put yourself out there and get clients? Like, what was that like for you? Cause I think a lot of our listeners are in a position where they're wanting to make that transition from a nine to five to either a home-based business or to a passive income business. And it's not easy to make that transition. So what was your, what's your story like? So I was working, you know, a nine to five, I think it was more like eight to four uh, marketing job. And I um, was the marketing manager for um, a large resort. So it was a lot. And I was away from my kids and I everything I did, I'm like, I could do this from home, but you know, they were very corporate and were not interested in supporting me in that way. And so that I think all just kind of led to me going, well, you know what, I can do it myself. (laughs) And so I, um, actually was pretty strategic. I was proud of myself. I didn't just build a website and launch services. So I started to think about like, 
why hadn't I done this? What was overwhelming? And to me, it was doing all of the marketing tasks, but being able to really just refine it to the social media parts made it feel more manageable for me. And so I built my website and I outlined my services. And then what I did is I went to the small business development center. So they're free um, and they're all across the United States. And I went and I explained, I need to figure out what my, what I call it, my magic number. (laughs) What, what do I have to bring in, in my business in order to be able to replace my income and quit my job? And so we did a really simple budget that allowed for what I needed to pay myself, just some general overhead expenses, you know, like software to manage our clients, things like that. And just got an idea of what this was. And I think it at the time to, you know, make it work, it was like $3,500, $4,000 a month. So it was totally doable. Um, But I think having that was really key for me being able to do it because I'm like, okay, if I can get some clients to do these, to fill these particular packages, um, then I only need so many clients and it, it felt less overwhelming. Um, and I, I did a lot of networking. So locally I did, but then also in Facebook groups and I didn't go in and just spam people. I went in and I was genuinely helpful because then what happens is people start to refer you. (laughs) They said, well, you need to talk to so-and-so, you know, they're the person to talk to about this. And that's honestly how I started to get my first clients. Awesome. I love that. What a, what a very strategic plan that is. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Hey friends, you know, from the demands of career to personal obligations, sometimes life can feel like it's in control of us and not the other way around. Spending decades working hard with the hope of one day getting time to enjoy simple pleasures or luxurious vacations, or heck, even just spending quality time with loved ones without the mental heaviness of our obligations waiting for us when we're done. I know so many of you are feeling so desperate for a change and you've expressed to me you're willing to do whatever it takes to get yourself out of the place you're in. My friends, I don't want you to struggle. I don't want this journey to take longer than it needs to. This is why I've created the Freedom Business Community. It's a community for people just like you who are saying to yourself, there's got to be a better way. In this community, we work together to build micro businesses and create multiple passive streams of income so that we can build businesses that support our lifestyle, the lifestyle that we long for. Let's take control of our life. Let's create the life that we long for and let's do it together. Join me in the Freedom Business Community. There's a link below in the show notes that will take you there so you can sign up and let's get started today. Um, Okay, so then you started out doing, now another curious question I have is how do you do social media for TikTok and Instagram? Like, obviously I'm sure you're not creating the videos for people. So how Um, does that- Mostly uh, we're not. Yeah, mostly we're not creating um, the videos. However, we have been asked. So that's something I'm adding on right now for our services is kind of like done for you because we do have, um, you know, we've been approached by businesses that are not necessarily like infopreneurs or people who are the face of their business. Um, So it doesn't matter so much who's doing it as long as the content is relevant to the audience. So we can do it, but most of the time, 
Um, we have a service um, that we call scripts, TikTok scripts, Reels scripts. And essentially what I've figured out how to do, because this was a pain point for me too. I'm like, how do I get my clients onto TikTok, onto Reels who are totally overwhelmed by it? Because they have to be there now if we want to really make the most of our time. And so we figured out a way to create um, these scripts. We do all the trend spotting. We pay attention to all that stuff. We pull out, um, you know, a number, usually around 12 for the month. And we provide like an inspiration link, a link to the audios, the copy that goes on it, exactly how you film it. Um, so basically we translate the trends to the niche and give our clients a very specific um, instruction. So the goal is for them to be able to sit down and, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour and record all of this. And, and um that way it's not like this ongoing thing all month, but really you can sit down, batch the recording and have everything done. So ideally you have 12 reels done in 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. 12 reels in 30 minutes to an hour. Holy cow. Right. Well, if you think about it, like most of the reels that are trending are really only five seconds, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, right? It's really just kind of like something silly, but you can, if, if it's done well, you can, you know, make it really, um, speak to your audience. And so that's, that's been the part where I think we have been able to take that part away from our clients. So that overwhelm isn't there and they feel like they can sit down and actually do this without having to pay attention and be really on top of the trending audios and all of the strategic part of it. Right. Oh, that sounds relieving. Just listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. So um, let's talk a little bit about strategy. I mean, that's a great, I love what your business is doing because I've had people who talk about doing social media management. And then when it comes to doing Instagram and TikTok, it's like, how do you do that if the person is, you know, afraid of what to say? There's that big hurdle. So I love how you've like basically made it easier so you could take away a lot of the pressure. Cause I think that's the biggest problem is we start to second guess ourselves. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? What should I do? <laughs> you know, does that look silly? <laughs> it takes all so much that. time to worry about all of those things. And then okay. that way, if you have these scripts and you just have it done for you, when you have that time, which is really valuable when you're running a business or you're starting a business, it's like, you have so many things to do. So when you have 30 minutes to work on social media, you don't want to spend it figuring out what to be doing. You want to sit down and know what to be doing. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about strategy. Like, it sounds like you were pretty dialed in on what trends are. And, you know, I've heard conflicting information about TikTok specifically, as far as is and Instagram, I guess, is it better to follow the trends or is it better to kind of do a medium or do you want to look ahead and see what trends are coming? I mean, there's just so much information out there. What should people actually listen to? So I think what it is, is if you don't have your own strategy to start with, that's kind of number one. And it doesn't, I think people tend to overcomplicate a social media strategy, but it really can be as simple as figuring out what do I have time for? What what should I be posting on what platform and then start there. So as far as trends go, you have to kind of have an avatar. So that's like a general marketing plan. I think sometimes, again, people forget that social media is part of a marketing plan. It is not the marketing plan. And maybe it's the core of your marketing plan, but there's 
elements to marketing that you have to consider. So if you haven't figured out who are you talking to, um, create an avatar or persona, it makes it so much easier and so much more fun to create this content because you feel like you have someone to talk to. And so with that in mind, does your audience respond to the trends? Like, are they the ones in the trends? Are they the ones commenting? Is it funny to them? Um, if you have a particular audience that is like really against the grain or they just, for whatever reason, don't just don't laugh at this stuff. Um, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Otherwise 100% jump on the trends. Like if you see something that is popping up, um, do it. If you can, if you can apply it to your audience and it's funny, um, or it's inspirational or, um, it's something that educates people do it. Absolutely. 100%. Cool. So when it comes to, um, business owners online and service-based business owners, I'm curious, is there a different strategy and do you even really recommend service-based business owners be on TikTok? Like this was a conversation I had recently with a client. Um, let me, I guess, let me niche it down even more. It's brick and mortar, like local businesses. They often wonder, should I be on there? Is it really worth it? I mean, I don't have a global audience recently to give you an example. I was doing a content mapping strategy session for somebody who is a seamstress and she's a local to her little community. Right. She said, I don't have an Instagram strategy and I didn't really know if I should have one. And I told her that it wasn't necessary. I mean, she already was putting a lot of energy into a couple of things and she was tapped out with that. But I mean, could it benefit her to have an Instagram strategy or a TikTok strategy, or is it just a waste of time? So I think it 100% is worth it to explore it and, and see, um, I, I, again, I think it comes back to that overall marketing strategy and general business goals. You should have in mind what kind of services, how many services you need to be selling, how, you know, whatever those numbers are, where am I close to that? Or do I really have to build that? Um, so when you're at that point and you know, you really need to build your clientele and your audience, then you need to figure out where are they? So again, it goes back to their persona. So as far as brick and mortar, it depends on the audience. So like if there's a restaurant locally to me and they're really kind of hip and fun, absolutely. Cause most of the people that are coming in there are probably scrolling TikTok while they're waiting for their meals, you know, um, but if you're a seamstress and most of your, your um, bookings come from referrals, then maybe your, your marketing time, yeah, post on Instagram, um, you can make it really simple. It doesn't need to be hard. Be there for sure, uh, just because people will think your business is closed if you're not on social in some way. Um, but use that time building out your referral program, you know, give people bonuses, that kind of stuff, because you know that that's where it comes from. So oh, I think it's benef beneficial for sure. Um, but maybe not priority. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I like that idea. So now moving forward, now that we've established that everybody should at least make an attempt, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the key strategies that you've seen have worked really well um, but, and if you want, we can just hone in on TikTok. If you think there's a lot of carryover crossover, it's almost they're synonymous between TikTok and reels, then tell me that. Cause I'm not sure. 
Yes. So that is what I was going to say. I think in most cases, a lot of people who are already putting effort into their Instagram have kind of put more effort into reels than TikTok. However, you can really repurpose them pretty easily. Um, Most of the audios are on both platforms. Most of the trends are on both platforms. I will say TikTok trends usually are way ahead of Instagram. Usually most Instagram trends are recycled TikTok trends. (laughs) They're things that happened, you know, months ago or sometimes weeks ago, um, but have like gotten this revival over on Reels. So if you've already created that content on TikTok, then just pull it on over to Reels. Um, And the key with both of these platforms though, I will say, probably the number one strategy in terms of reach and, and really getting that, um, I don't want to use the word viral because you don't need to be going viral to be successful by any means. You just need to have some engagement and quality content, but, um, is the audio you need to make sure that, um, even if you're doing, um, because TikTok, for example, just added 10 minute posts. It's like, people are like, what am I going to do with 10 minutes of video? Um, you don't have to use them by any means. It's just, some people are really deep storytellers and they do need that, that time. But usually what you can do is you can add like a trending audio underneath. So you're yeah. so you can speak, but you can still jump on the trending audio because then you're still going to show up as a video in the trending audios. So that applies on both platforms and Instagram, the reels for a long time was really focused on the music. And they realized that a lot of people's custom audios are now the most popular audios on reels. So now they're starting to add um, sections where you can actually search custom audios versus just the music. And so it's starting to catch up to TikTok in that way. But the audio is usually your best place to start and to find the trends to begin with. Okay. So what, how often should people be, you know, putting content out there? As often as you feel like you can sustainably do it. Um, Don't burn yourself out with it. But for example, TikTok in particular is, is a lot more um, quantity over quality. Um, I I don't want to say that quality isn't important because it is, it's, it's just that when I say quality, it's, it's not so much about production value. It doesn't need to be super heavily edited or produced or anything. It can really just be a talking head. Um, if the copy and the audio were really funny together and, and it makes sense. Uh, so the more you can produce of that, the more opportunity you have to be seen or to go viral, things like that. So it's, if you can post three or four TikToks in a day, go for it. If you can only post that many in a week, fine. If you can only post that money in a month, I don't know that you should be on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> it's it. just not worth your time. If, if you, you know, like if you're not consistently over there, like spend that time somewhere else. Don't do it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you keep mentioning something that every time you do, it like makes me have this like swooping feeling in my stomach. And I guess I'm going to guess other people are feeling this way too. You're like, if your content is funny or you have something funny to add and you mentioned funny and I'm like, you're not, I'm not a funny person. <laughs> I don't think. So what do people do if they're not funny? So the other opportunity is not everything has to be entertaining. So, um, there it can be empowering. 
inspirational in some way. Um, so you, there's plenty of examples of that on TikTok. There's plenty of trending audios and things that are really geared toward inspiration and motivation um, or just deep thoughts in general. Um, so you can 100% go that direction. There's things that are more, um, you know, like hikers and family bloggers and people who kind of put together these videos of their adventures with just a trending audio. So you don't necessarily have to be super witty and funny. And honestly, most of the time people aren't super witty and funny. They totally just completely recycled a trend and just did it themselves. Like they didn't even change the copy. It's, it's the same thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> but their audience will find it funny. Maybe their audience hasn't seen these other 5,000 videos that have been created of it yet because there's so many people. So a lot of times people will just kind of completely copy the trend and that's totally fine. If it applies to your audience, you want to make it. That's the beauty of reels and TikTok. And I think that's why it's caught on the way it has is because it brought us back to a time when social media was so much simpler. Like it was just funny. It was just silly. It wasn't perfected. People didn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are TikTok and reels that are highly produced, but the majority of them are just people sitting there in front of their camera, like lip syncing to some ridiculous audio from some movie from our past that is just totally perfect for this moment in our life. And it's so relatable and people love it. And it just makes you feel good and makes you laugh. And a lot of times you'll read the caption just to kind of see what, how it relates. And maybe if, I mean, I follow way more people scrolling through reels than I ever do scrolling through posts. Interesting. So that was my next question is, um, are, how are reels and, uh, TikTok, the videos used for, I mean, okay. TikTok, I've heard that, you know, it's explosive over there. You just basically slap some videos up there on a consistent basis and you can't help, but like grow following now, how well that following converts is questionable and has been debated, but on reels, I've seen a lot of accounts where they get a lot of engagement on their reels, but that doesn't always necessarily transfer over to followers. So I'm curious to hear you say that and kind of what are your thoughts on that subject? So I think your followers will be the people that truly want to connect beyond this funny reel. It's, it speaks to that quantity again, because the more you're popping up in the, in their feed, the more likely you are to you know, get a follow because you're, they're going to relate to you more. You're more familiar. It's that same principle in marketing, you know, just usually you have to, I think it's like seven times you have to see something before you take action on it. So, I mean, it's definitely a slow build. I don't think that you are going to gain a ton of followers from a viral video, unless the video is like really speaking to something that you're doing. So I think that there is um, opportunity to grow a following, but I think it's a lot more um, education and just kind of that one of the touch points of marketing. Okay. So how would you um, say would be a good strategy to use kind of marry reels and to, to focus on developing a, that following? Because I think a lot of people want to use Instagram or TikTok as a place to nurture their audience, but also there's a lot of benefits from growing that audience. So 100%. what would you say is like, is there like a, a better, would you recommend a different strategy or a more encompassing strategy that also would focus more on growth? 
So I think, again, that will come back to doing an initial strategy for social media in general. You need to figure out what are my goals? Obviously, everyone will say, I want to sell things. I want to book people. But what, like, is there specific services you're trying to book? Is there specific types of clients you're trying to attract? Where do those people hang out? Um, Most of the time, Instagram is a great place to start. And you can bring them in with your reels. Um, and obviously, like I said, it's not necessarily that they're going to follow you the first time they ever see your reel, but being present and, and doing it consistently, you're going to start building that following. The other side of that is, um, just down the road, should you decide you want to start running Instagram ads or Facebook ads when you have, um, a consistent audience that, engages, it helps so much when it comes time to serve up those ads. So if you are producing content that is getting a lot of engagement, even if you're not getting a ton of followers, um, when it comes time to run those ads, Instagram has a much clearer picture of who interacts with your stuff. Um, So it's beneficial in that way. And then you can also take advantage of your stories and things. So the followers that you do have, need to focus on nurturing them as well. So your stories, you can add links to your things. You can add your link in your bio. Um, You can have your calls to action. Uh, Just because someone doesn't follow you doesn't mean that they're not going to click through to your bio and buy something. Right. Um, That's true. So a follow isn't everything. And sometimes I think social media got a bad rap because we started collecting followers instead of building communities. And yeah, that number is important in the same way. It's kind of important in like an email list. The more people you have, the more people you have to market to, but you want it to be a really well curated list. It do, it's collecting followers serves nobody. It's just noise. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's true. Okay. So are there any other like specific to TikTok strategies that people should do there more than maybe reels? It sounds like TikTok is kind of where it's happening. Right. And then reels is the afterthought. (laughs) Yes. But honestly, there's plenty of people that don't participate in TikTok. So again, I, I feel like I love both. I think they're both fun. I like to be on TikTok, um, just from given what I do, just so I can kind of be ahead and, and aware of the, the trends. Um, but both places are, are wonderful and you can recycle them back and forth. For example, if I make a TikTok, Uh, There's a website, um, I think it's called musicaldown.com that I use in particular, and it can strip out the TikTok logo. So then I can upload it to my Instagram without the TikTok logo. And I mean, it's not the end of the world if it has the TikTok logo, but if you can go that extra step, you know, it just helps a little bit, I imagine, to not have the TikTok logo. But there's just a lot of back and forth. So I think both places are perfectly valid. If you're already spending your time on Instagram and you have a lot invested over there, and you're not already doing reels, don't do TikTok, do reels, get started. Um, and then just, you'll see how easy it is to do both if you're already creating the content. Yeah. Okay. And now when it comes to doing videos, like, do you have any tips for people who maybe haven't really, they've dabbled, they're not really sure it's overwhelming. It's, it is a little bit. I mean, I remember when I first started to do reels, I think it took me 90 minutes to do one reel. <laughs> yeah. It's very overwhelming. So, so what maybe advice do you have or tips that people can use to make it a little quicker? So I think it's just to remember that you're talking to, um, 
you're, you're talking to the people that want to listen to you. If they don't want to listen to you, first of all, they will keep scrolling, right? They're just not even going to bother. Um, and the people that stick around are interested in you and what you're, you either have to say, or, you know, they just think you're funny or they think you're entertaining, whatever it is. So I think it's a, a matter of just working on your confidence a little bit, but also just, just doing it. <laughs> um, because like you said, it took you 90 minutes, but I guarantee it doesn't take you 90 minutes every time now, because you just kind of got over that, you know, it's just like anything else. When you try it for the first time, it sucks. Usually you're like, Oh God, this is very overwhelming. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to screw this up. You really can't screw reels up. You can't really screw TikToks up. Like you just can't. <laughs> They're really like the worst you're going to do is lip sync poorly to the nonsense video that you're making to begin with. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's just meant to be very lighthearted and simple and people know you're not a professional. So I think sometimes we get really um, that stage fright, you know, like you're just afraid to be in front of people because we're conditioned to be that way, but just, you know, take a deep breath and just do it. And remember, nobody has to see the reel or the TikTok until you hit publish. So just do it. If you have to do it 10 times, do it. Um, a lot of times the other tip I have is to use the timer feature and it will play the audio kind of over and over. So you can practice it a few times so that you're not, you know, just doing the video going, Oh my gosh, that was horrible. And then you get discouraged and you're deleting it and you're, you know, so just practice the audio a few times, take a deep breath, pretend you're hanging with some friends. If you're making something silly. Um, otherwise just imagine you're talking to one of your clients or one of your customers, like this is something you're passionate about. So I think once you forget that you're recording something, it's a little bit easier to have more fun, but really I think the number one tip is to just do it. Cause I promise it gets easier. And I have so much fun making these silly videos. So I know it can be fun when you really get into it. I, I just, um, I want to know a little bit more on like how people can use these to convert. Like, so for example, I, I see, like, we've talked a little bit about how to build a strategy out, how to, how to build a following, how to build engagement. But then how do we get those people to convert? Obviously, social isn't really a place for selling all that much, but essentially, is there a strategic way of doing that? And what do you recommend to your clients? So usually this, the, the goal of our social media is like one, of, we, we have multiple goals. Obviously, we do have conversion goals, but the, the main goal is to build the trust in the community and to have the place to, yes, sell to but it, it builds your clout. So again, just because someone doesn't follow you doesn't mean they're not buying from you. So I know personally, when I buy from any brand or I find somebody, somebody recommends, I usually go stalk them on Instagram or Facebook and just kind of see what they're all about. Um, same with service providers. If someone recommends someone, I go stalk them <laughs> on their social and just kind of see what they're about. And I feel like having the presence over there, one helps with that um, in terms of conversions it's kind of twofold. The more trust you build, the more, and the, the more you curate the audience. So again, it's not about having the biggest audience, but if you have 2000 followers and 1500 people regularly buy from you, like you have a really solid business, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, so it's not, it's not about the follower number. It's about um, the, how well curated it is. And that comes with this kind of content because you're attracting the people that you want to be attracting. And then the other side of that is the ads. When it comes time to pay 
and, you know, focus on social and, and that more marketing minded way of paying for ads and running campaigns, um, this content and engagement helps the platforms learn about your audience. So hopefully they're serving them up to people that are going to convert for you. Okay. I like that. Um, and then is there any sort of like, do you ever get into uh, profiles and like how people should set up their profiles? Is that something that relates to strategy at all? Yeah, absolutely. You always want to have like a good link in your bio with TikTok. It's different um, depending on if you have it set up as a business profile or not. The problem with that is usually you don't get access to all the audios, but I believe with TikTok after a certain amount of followers, you get access to a link anyway. So it, it's kind of funny about it over there. Their, their bio is much more simple um, over there. So that one, I wouldn't put a ton of like, you know, pour yourself into over there. Instagram, just honestly, look at your competitors. What are they doing? Look at people that you follow that you really like. What are they doing? Most of the time it's very, it's almost like bullet points and a call to action. And then the link in your bio is important. You want it to bring you to all the places that you want them to go to and to know about you. Okay. Yes. And so we can use like a link tree or something like that to help them. Okay, cool. Well, is there anything we haven't covered that we, that is important? I think we talked about a lot of really great stuff. I think I'm a big fan of action steps. So I think I'd love to kind of wrap up with some action steps. And um, I would say if you're not currently on reels and you're already actively on Instagram, um, start saving the, the audios and the videos that, um, you really love that are like, ideally they're like five seconds, six seconds, very short things, save them and try to make a handful of them. Even if you only save them as drafts, make them (laughs) and just do it and practice and get yourself going. Um, and then the second action step I would say is um, if you have not already kind of thought about like a general social media plan, um, I really recommend you at least make sure you've identified your persona and you can have more than one. um, So that, that may be like, no more than three, but identify them and then figure out um, what kinds of, are they on TikTok? Are they on reels? Where should you start? And what kinds of um, content are they responding to? Are they responding to the empowering stuff or the funny stuff um, so that you have a little bit of a plan? Beyond that, I don't want to overwhelm, but I think that just having some starting points, even if you're just making your drafts, is really helpful. I don't know if you want to add anything to that yourself, um, but for me, I think that's kind of where I would recommend you just get started. Yeah. The only other question I would have is like, what about people who maybe have been on there for a while, but they feel like it's flatlined? Do you have any revival tips, like how to, how to spruce up your Instagram or get more conversions or like, you know what I mean? Like they've already been putting out this energy and they're putting in in the effort, but for some reason or another, it's just kind of gone flat. They're only gaining a few followers a week and they really want to see more results. Is there anything, how do they evaluate that? So if that's your case and you feel like I'm creating reels, I'm using my stories, I'm doing all the things everyone's telling me to and no one's talking to me, you're not talking enough. You're showing up, you're posting content and you're expecting everyone to come to you. 
I would recommend going through your hashtags, which, you know, maybe identify three to five that really speak to you and your audience and then go through and actually engage with those people. You don't necessarily need to follow people, but genuinely engage. Like the picture, if you don't have anything to say, if you have something to say, leave a thoughtful comment and spend the time doing that. The other thing is to go through the people following you. If they don't have private accounts, engage with them, respond to their stories. If you're not showing up as a person, it doesn't make me wanna talk to you because you don't talk back. Even if you're responding to your comments, that's not enough. You need to go out and engage with other people's content too. Okay. So let me just recap the what you said. So I understand. So you're saying it's an important thing to go in and, and uh, engage with hashtags that are relevant to your topic. And then also engage on the people who follow you, just go into their stuff and start engaging. Is that what you're saying is the key? Yes. 100%. Because if you're not showing up engaging, they're not going to respond quite the same. But if you start that relationship, they're much more likely to respond to a post that they see show up instead of just like it. Cause likes are nice, but comments are better. You know, like people are a little bit more thoughtful with that. And that's the community building opportunity. Oh, it's such good advice. And I think it's true, especially when we're busy, it's easy to just overlook that and mm-hmm. look at, you know, what we're trying to attain and our goals, if we're very goal centric, Um, And just remembering that community aspect is such an important piece of that puzzle. So thank you. You're welcome. So glad it was helpful. Well, where can people find you if they want to find out more about your business or would like to seek out your help? You can find me at peersocial.com and it's the same at Instagram and that's P-I-E-R-C-E social, S-O-C-I-A-L, all one word. Um, And that's .com and on Instagram and on TikTok. And then the other side of my business is I do coach social media managers. So if you're launching your own social media business or service, we have a free Facebook community called Becoming a Social Media Manager, or you can find us at launchsmm.com for social media manager. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. I Thank you so much for having me. It was really exciting to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Me too. If you like mommy so leave a review. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. I am truly grateful for you. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, head over to iTunes and leave a written review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends.